Hey, one more thing before you go. UFOs, ETs, planet Earth, Jesus, Buddha, and Kirshner, as well as St. Peter as interplanetary masters, metaphysics, spirituality, and a deep love for our planet. What do all these things have in common? Wajid Hassan. He's a yogi mystic, humanitarian, and environmentalist, a ufologist, and my guest in this episode. Do you want to know what it's like to have an experience with a UFO or an extraterrestrial? Stay tuned. This is One More Thing Before You Go. I'm your host, Michael Hurst, and this is The Thing About the UFO, the Yogi Mystic, and Saving Planet Earth. In this episode, we're going to learn how to reignite the spiritual flame within us and send it outward to all to improve not only our personal lives, but those of every life form on this beautiful world. That we're not alone in this universe and that mankind is on the crossroads of a tremendous change, many of them actually. My guest in this unique conversation is Wajid Hassan. He's a Muslim-born yogi mystic with over 40 years of experience in the field of metaphysical heal- healing spirituality, and New Age concepts. He's an avid hiker. He managed to climb to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro in 2006. That's Africa's highest mountain. He is a humanitarian and an environmentalist who's always looking for ways to improve life for people along with deep love for our planet and who reside upon his back. He has over 20 years in the entertainment industry as well as making us laugh, cry, think, and feel good. Something he outlines in detail in his number one bestseller on Amazon, The Struggle for World Sanity, which will inspire and uplift those who read it. Welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure, uh, as always. You know, I, um, you have an amazing journey, Wajid. I think that it, it is a situation that... Uh, y- y- 40 years within the, the, the metaphysics and spiritual world, I think that you, you have created an environment that allows you not only to have an open mind, an open heart, that you kind of meld your mind, your body, your soul together, but you've, you, get to, you get to share it with the world. That's, that's fantastic. Well, um, I had the opportunity last year to, uh, uh, to finally uh, publish work, my book, for Sanity. And because of that, um, um, I, I kind of kept in the background for a while because, uh, you know, for my job and my career and everything, my mom's got to the point where, yeah, um, I have this opportunity to share my experience, uh, and, and, and also to give your listeners, um, a message of hope, you know, or, or is a light at the end of the tunnel, but, you know, the conditions that we're faced right now are very, very difficult, but, um, has been prophesized by not only my spiritual master, but other more prophets in the past, that there, there is going to be right deep down a new age that is coming tomorrow. And they're not too distant. 
Yeah, that, I mean, and that's, I think we're, you know, that we want to get into that. I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, it's going to be an experience today, and I really appreciate you on the show. Um, I kind of like to start my conversations with a little bit about you, so if we don't mind, let's, let's learn about you. Where'd you grow up? Well, I was born in Pakistan, and I'm born in the slums of Nepal, and my parents, uh, at the time, my dad was a high school teacher, and well, I had two older siblings, a younger sister, and it got to the point where, you know, if I managed to, well, could survive, and decided, uh, there were quite opportunities to be had, uh, in England, and at that time, Pakistan was part of the Commonwealth, when they had opportunities for people to, uh, immigrate to England, and so, uh, the age of three, uh, Traveled across, well, and you know, there was no air, didn't have money from there. I had to an airport, so traveled by bus and train all across, uh, uh Indistan, Iran, Sophie, Yugoslavia, Greece, worked to France, and then while across the English Channel Day. And where I'm, I was raised in the north of England, near Manchester, to the at 10, and then while I'm we moved to London, went to high school in London, or in the East End of London. I got a formal education, got into the technical field. I became a field service engineer for a large company in Southern England, and then I eventually moved to the United States, or primarily Los Angeles, where I lived for about 30 years. And then recently, uh, I here in uh, North Carolina, near Raleigh, for the last uh, two years. Oh, that's, uh, that's where I'm at all along. That's, a, that's an, uh, an intriguing journey, actually. That's where the English accent comes from, eh? Yeah, I guess I have a mixture of uh, different accents, but uh, now and then the English accent does come up, I guess, finally because I was raised in England. Yeah, I've watched some of your uh, your reel that you have on IMDb and uh, on your website actually, and um, it's interesting to see what you've done in the entertainment field in regard to some of the characters that you've played and so forth with your accents and and things you would never know the that you grew up in England. Actually, it's pretty cool. Uh, what got you interested in the uh, metaphysical world? Well, primarily, I was raised as a Muslim. And I went to, uh, the mosque, uh, read the Quran, did the Arabic prayers. But at the same time, I also went to Church of England schools where we had, I had a formal education, Christian education, Bible study, or hymns, carols. And, um, you know, for me, I didn't see any difference in the two ideologies. I just thought they were different paths of one divine source. And then at the age of 16, um, I, um, you know, I met my own spiritual master, an Englishman by the name of Dr. George T, who I decided to follow. Um, and there will be probably following since then, you know, uh, his teachings or to his own organization, to society. So, uh, yeah, since the age of 16, I've been, I've been in this. Yeah, it, it helped us understand when I, I mean, I know I mentioned metaphysical, but um, what encompasses metaphysical world? 
Um, it goes beyond, uh, physical, it goes into the realms of, uh, you know, high, uh, of the, of mysticism, spirituality, uh, invisible planes, um, uh, life on other planets, um, different dimensions, planet healing, um, you know, all, all these can be, you know, be encompassed under the world or metaphysical or, or spiritual. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a higher form of spirituality. We go beyond the dogma and the teachings of, uh, say, you know, organized religion. So I kind of bypass uh, a lot of the, uh, the dogma and then went, in, went into the search of truth. And, um, I found somebody who I believe was, uh, was not only uh, a great yoga master, but somebody who had all uh, information revelation, which I found absolutely fascinating. And, um, one thing that he, he, he always taught, he said, if you want to, uh, you know, find truth, this is always speak the truth. And so it made him very unpopular in the fifties and sixties and some of his teachings, but he stuck stuck to them and uh, uh, a lot of these revelations, early revelations are now being accepted now uh, by mainstream uh, ideas. So um, I, I think that uh, you know, I'm not here to convert anybody in, in regards to my own uh, ideologies, but I, I ask your listeners to keep an open mind, use their intuition and do their own research find, you know, my own destiny and my own, and my own path, which uh, everybody is entitled to do. Yeah. It's, I mean, do you think that the, when you talk about new age, do you think that the spirituality and new age kind of, um, combine itself together into one based upon the, the higher learning aspect of it? Well, you know, new age. Uh, concepts are really old age concepts. They've just been, uh, they just been outdated, uh, by, by modern teachers. Um, you know, the basic spiritual laws, uh, are all as, are as old as time itself. And, uh, we've kind of regressed, uh, tremendously. We, like one time we were highly evolved spiritual beings and we've regressed, you know, we're on a planet right now where we have endless wars. We have hatred between races, religions, we have pollution, we have a political system that's just archaic, not only in this country, but every other country. Um, you know, we have warmongers and generals that are trying to create a uh, war and, you know, they can go on and on. And, and as far as the new age is concerned, um, there's, there's certain factors that are, that are creating that have already started. I mean, the Mayan calendar finished in 2012. We didn't actually finish. It was, wasn't the end of mankind, but it was the beginning of a new renaissance. And so right now, if you study astrology, we're now in what's called the Aquarian age, uh, from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age. And the Aquarian age is pushing mankind, uh, to, to cooperate, to heal each other, to help each other. And that's the, that's the ostrich astrological force that's being supported right now. And either, either mankind controls of that, or he will regress back worse to, to the situations 
uh, that they're, they're right now. And another aspect of this unique is that, you know, we know that the mother brother is a beautiful, heavy, honorary goddess. And she also is raising more vibrations. So a lot of this climate change is, is, is a result of her raising her vibrations. And so, uh, it's not a case of, well, what do we have to do anything? It's a case of we must now either raise our vibrations and stay on this planet or, or we will be in a position where we won't be able to withstand these high vibrations in centuries to come and, uh, we'll, we'll, we will not be allowed to stay on this planet. It's, it's, it's got to that critical mass, that critical planet. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that especially in the last couple of years, it really has accelerated to such a point that uh, you have to take notice to what's going on, especially on earth and the planet and the climate change and the, unfortunately, the deniers of climate change and what it's doing to the planet. I think that I'm a, I agree with you in being an environmentalist and, and humanitarian at the same time and understanding that, you know, Earth, this is our home and we're destroying it in such a manner that it's going to become uninhabitable soon if we don't stop doing what we're doing. Yeah, and it's it's not, you know, the pollution is one aspect of it, which is our own bad karma, but um, dark still, the ice kept melting and the ionosphere depleting, but uh, that is also part of the mother earth changing our, our vibrations, which is doing slowly every year. So um, it's going to get to the point we've been told that there's going to be temperate climate around the world, but won't be over the four seasons. And there will be a very temperate climate in the centrist of the So, uh, well, essentially a good move on behalf of the mother. So, um, but there will be flooding, um, to certain countries. And uh, that, that was prophesized in the fifties and sixties or by beings that contacted my master. And, uh, and this, this talk, this talk about the Renaissance and new recent again, you know, was prophesied years ago and it's, and it started and, uh, and we just can't be like us just with our heads in, in sand and have to wake up now. and not only we, but governments and the media have to wake up to the, to the reality of this situation. Uh, yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. It's, um, it's a situation that, uh, it, and obviously I understand it's also not just the it's not just the, in, the the pollution and the environmental impacts, but it's also humanity itself. I think that uh, society has changed in such a manner that compassion and humanity have started to disappear, and the understanding between individuals and knowing that we are all human beings and we're all living here together has eroded to such a point that it's 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 actually sad. And and that that's a detrimental as well because it you have hatred and you have racism and you have you know these stigmas that are showing up and being played out both verbally and physically that compassion and humanity have started to kind of kind of disappear in empathy. Yeah, it seems to be a me, me, me world. Um, but at the same time, there's thousands of people who are also behind the scenes 
doing a lot of work, doing a lot of spiritual work, doing a lot of humanitarian work. And the media doesn't focus on that, they, they focus on the doing and doing. Um, so there, there are a lot of good things that are happening. Um, we don't hear, we don't hear about that because these are the un, unsung heroes. We never always hear about all the bad things because I think it's specially designed to hypnotize and mold us to the point where we stay in fear. So we need to break away from this fear. Um, I wake up in fear, anxiety, and depression many times because I can feel it in the air. It seems to be, uh, you know, uh, seems to be a normal occurrence all around the planet. But at the same time, we're also being offered, uh, spiritual opportunities to send out a lot of tremendous healing power uh, by higher beings who are watching over us. So, you know, they say, you know, darkness shines the smallest light. And so it just needs a minority to raise up the majority. And, and so that's what we can do. That's what your listeners can do. Well, in these days of trial and tribulation, um, there is a solution and a wonderful solution and the only solution which is worth speaking to. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and you're a healer. Um, I think that probably helps a little bit because you have an empathetic perception on, on life in whole because you're a healer. When did, when did you realize that you were a healer? Well, um, you know, I, uh, you know, Dr. King wrote a book back in 1975 called uh, YouTube and Heal, and uh, based on his 40 years of research and healing. Uh, and he said pretty much that every man, woman, and child on this planet uh, is a natural healer. These, these are natural attributes, uh, which again, some people say it's a gift from God or it's, a, you know, something special. It's, he dispelled all those, uh, all those ideologies. And so we, you know, we're spiritual beings in physical bodies and part of, it's not the other way around. And part of our heritage is to channel this planet, this spiritual energy of hello, we need love and send it out. It's part of our, you know, normal natural process, which we have uh, actually ignored and, and don't know how to do. Um, I belong to a group, uh, we, we meet up pretty much every day and we send our spiritual power. Uh, people want to join us three, it's called uh, 12 blessings dot O-R-G, the 12 being numerical. And they can find out for themselves. All you have to do is raise your hands in front of a mirror, send out white light and you can feel it coming back. And this is a, a very tangible energy, Michael. It's not something that's very fairy and it's, it just, you know, operates on a higher octave of, of existence, but it's just as physical as electricity. It's just on a different level. And that's the, that's, that's the whole aspect of healing is to, is to drawing the energy and channeling it, channeling it out. It's very simple. And because it's simple, it probably goes over people's heads. You know, <laughs> sometimes simplicity scares people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting when people think if it's too simple that it's not real, but some things in life could be simple. You know, uh, People are into complications. Um, mankind loves complications. They think if anything is complicated, it must be intriguing. Uh, but simple spiritual truths are being just going over their heads and, and they ignore. Uh, or just, our minds just jump around looking for the next stimulation, the next fix. And 
you know, what we need to do is center ourselves, calm ourselves down, breathe and center ourselves and find out who we are, you know, go within and come out and, and share these experiences with the world. Yeah, very cool. I think I will make sure that the, that connection is in the show notes so that people who are looking for that connection can, uh, can reach out and, and join that. I appreciate that. I know that um, a large portion of myself and others refer to Mother Nature. Um, and you refer to the Earth as a she. I heard you say that earlier. So do you feel that Mother Nature and planet Earth are, are combined as a she? Uh, she uh, you know, she's a female entity. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, you know, a lot of the indigenous tribes around the world have known for centuries that this planet is a living goddess. Um, and, you know, we as a human race have already, you know, done the holding piece of a to of the resources without being meant to do that. And so it's time that people woke up, that this is not a, just a piece of rock that we live on. It's a beautiful classroom. Uh, this, this planet is of the sanctuary, uh, uh, you know, the last 18 million years. And it's not, it's not a place of doom and depression and suffering, but a beautiful, you know, space rock that's going around the solar system that's orbiting around the galaxy. Uh, that, that, you know, uh, that we just take for granted. And so, um, you know, it's up to us now to, to start repaying back all, you know, all the, uh, things that we've taken from her and, uh, and, and protecting her and, and helping her at this time. But at the same time, she's been ordered to raise her speaking vibrations because it's got to the point where she's. She was operating under a lot of limitation just by having mankind on her back. And now all that is changing. So she also will rise uh, in the simplest um, uh, in the heavens and uh, take her of all the place in the solar system. Now, you, um, you believe that women will eventually rule the world? Talking about she and her. Yeah, I think, uh, because she's a, uh, she's a female, uh, in, in polarity, um, as her vibrations are, will be increasing, they will empower, uh, where we will be again, be suppressed for centuries, uh, by, by men, uh, and, and will give, will empower them to the point where I believe that, uh, where we will be the custodians of this planet, I will be in a, a lot of high, um, I won't say political positions highly uh, positions of leadership. And, uh, I think they'll probably do a much better job than the, you know, bloody history that, uh, the male, uh, uh species has done, uh, over the, over the centuries. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually agree with you, uh, in that regard. Uh, let's talk about reincarnation. What, what are your thoughts? Well, um, you know, I'll, uh, one thing about the, uh, the cosmic beings are contacting my spiritual master, uh, have been pushing and since they did contact them was this truth about reincarnation. And it's a truth again, that has been ignored. Uh, it's very interesting, uh, Michael, that recently some Christian scholars have come forward 
on, uh, based on their own research have said that the uh, Christian church actually, well, suppressed the, uh, teachings of reincarnation a few centuries ago, it's actually taught in the Christian church and the well, it way. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I grew up Catholic. I mean, we can continue with that. I'm interested in, in what you have to say. I grew up Catholic. I'm not a practicing Catholic. I'm more uh, spiritual than I am any, I don't, you know, probably get in trouble by a few people, but uh, I don't believe in organized religion. I think that um, I, I look at life from a spiritual perspective and the, in the universe, in mind, body, soul, in a connection to that perspective. I also believe in reincarnation. I think that we um, continue to come back and learn and to move forward in life. Um, and I remember growing up, getting my early education from the Catholic, that that was a big no-no, it was taboo. You didn't talk about that, didn't, it, you know, it just didn't, it, what didn't exist. Yeah, and um, truth is whether we like it or not. So it doesn't matter if anybody believes it or disbelieves it, but the, the fact is that reincarnation is a, is a spiritual truth. And, uh, you know, not only the Eastern philosophy, but it's been known for centuries. And, and it, it also answers the so-called inequalities of this planet. You know, why is somebody born rich or why is somebody born poor? Why is a three-year-old born with cancer and a four-year-old is an expert piano player? I mean, um, you know, and, and it, people would, would think twice, uh, once reincarnation is re reintroduced to the, to, to the whole planet, uh, about going to war. Uh, you know, knowing that the, that the person they were going to murder could be somebody that could have been their father or mother or sister or brother in their last life. We're, we're all connected metaphysically. We're one race. We all came from the one uh, creating divine source. And this lie has been perpetrated that we're different races, different religions. We're not. Uh, we're all one. Uh, we were born. We, 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 we reincarnate in different situations different cultures, different races, even different sexes in order to learn uh, experiences. And, you know, Dr. King says there's only one reason we're here on this planet, but not, there's not two, only one reason. And that's to, uh, that's to raise our consciousness to high levels of, of uh, our, you know, high states of meditation, like cosmic consciousness, nirvana, um, to the point where we can reach a stage of ascension and leave this planet or break the uh, reincarnation cycle and move on to higher dimensions, higher planets. And that's the only reason we're here, is to rise and, and evolve. We're not here for all this other uh, madness and turmoil that uh, a minority of people who are in power have, have enticed uh, the masses. And now this cycle, because of the of vibrations have been raising is, is being broke and that power is being slowly, uh, you know, uh, being transmuted and people are beginning to think for themselves and, and open themselves up uh, to these truths. Uh, reincarnation should be taught in the schools. The law of karma should be taught in schools. The action reaction is absolutely equal. Therefore you do get back. I mean, those basic aspects here reincarnation or uh, the law of karma should be taught way before math, science, or any of these other subjects. Don't you agree, Will? Oh, 100% I agree with that. I think that um, it, it would help 
us as an individual, us as a human being, have a better understanding of those around us and where they're at in life and the struggles, as well as, as the successes that, that you are presented with. It would help us to open our minds, our hearts, and our souls to something bigger and, and better, basically, out there so that we can learn and move forward. Yeah, and reincarnation, you know, just totally takes away nationalism. People are into nationalism, you know, I'm part of this, this color, I'm part from this country. It, it, it throws away all that. And, and in, in the centuries to come, there will be no or races or religions. There'll be just one, the open land and sea and one race, the human race. And that's, that's what our destiny is. And so, um, it, it, it's laughable to, to say that you're proud of this country or that country. I mean, it's okay to be proud, but not to the point that, well, you know, uh, I'm, we're chosen above others or, you know, we, you are an inferior race or inferior religion. Uh, that's all again, a, a big lie. And if people, you know, this, this been said that the greatest, uh, sin on this planet is ignorance and the greatest, uh, you know, the greatest thing that we can give a mother is wisdom. And so by wisdom and opening ourselves up to aspects of teachings, which have been hidden from us. Uh, we will gain a better understanding of, of not only ourselves, but other, other races, other cultures. And all this, uh, this lie will be transmuted into, you know, love and service for everybody, regardless of race, color, people, whom. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that would be, that would be something that uh, I think we all should strive for in regard to, uh, coming together as the human race, you know, human beings. Speaking of human, human beings and doing it from that perspective, um, I know that we're, this universe is huge and I know that we're not alone in it. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I know that you had a UFO experience at one time. I did when I was 18, I had a very, um, intimate connection with the UFO out in the wilderness. And, uh, again, this is another aspect of universal truth, which has been beaten by the governments. Uh, of life on other planets, you know, UFOs, plant sources, and, you know, my own Yogi Master was actually contacted in the 50s and 60s, uh, by the beings. And, and, and it's very interesting now in the early days, you were, you were looked at as a crack or, or a weirdo if you believed in UFOs. And now that again, the tide has changed. I mean, even based on that recent report in the Pentagon, you know, they can't answer at, at, you know, sightings which, which defy or any terrestrial, uh, or any terrestrial crap. And so, um, yeah, you know, uh, it's an insult to our intelligence now to say, for the government to say that, um, that there is no life in our planets or there are no UFOs. And, um, you know, my master reached such a state of high evolution evolution that he could go into these deeper states and was contacted uh, by these beings. And on one proof that I may throw out to your listeners, uh, that he was a genuine contactee was that in the fifties, they would give him reports of blind saucer activities of two or three weeks before they actually occurred, you know, in Australia, New Zealand, America, and other places, Europe. 
and two, three weeks later, those exact sightings uh, were, were confirmed uh, by by people in the military. So that, that to me, was a, a definite uh, evidence that he was indeed uh, in contact or with these uh, extraterrestrials. And again, you know, um, science is catching up while quantum physics now, you know, based on their calculations, talk about parallel universes, different dimensions. And, you know, I, I agree with science that in this solar system, you know, uh, it would be hard to find life, you know, human life on, say, Mars or Venus, Jupiter or Saturn. But Dr. King in a book in the 1950s, for your response, will actually project it as a yogi edit to the higher power dimension to this planet and conversed with high civilizations on Mars and Venus that, were, that, that lived on these higher dimension, which again, on Earth, we're not even aware of these high dimensions here because there are, because unless we're psychic or, or you know, we can get to these realms, uh, we generally don't know about them until we pass over. And then it's the same with other planets. These beings, not only are scientifically advanced millions of years ahead of us, but also spiritually. And they're also in our skies at this time, offering a spiritual energy or through their instrumentations that are helping to raise the vibrations of mankind. So they're friendly, uh, they're spiritual, we've got nothing to worry about. And it's, it's a very hopeful thing, uh, uh, that, uh, that there are beings that are, that are greater than us, that are helping us. Uh, to me, it's a tremendous amount of hope. Do you think that there, um, these, these higher beings and these, um, other terrestrial in beings that have shown up here, uh, do you think that they're kind of watching over us and making sure that we don't step over a particular line or kind of keep us from going over the edge in regard to, um, certain aspects? They've been watching us for the last 18 million years since we've been on Canada and they're not going to go away. Uh, it's very interesting that they appeared tremendously in the spies in the fifties and sixties when we started exploding again, go back into the atomic race on exploding hydrogen and, and uh, atomic bombs. And it's very interesting that, uh, at that time, scientists even now baffled that we did not, not destroy the earth or mankind because of the radioactive uh, fallout. I think they used their instrumentations to absorb a lot of this radioactivity and actually save planet and, and, and the whole of humanity. Yeah. You got to think about all the times that they shot, that they blew up and did testings with the with nuclear bombs and nuclear missiles and everything else that they've exploded that, that undoubtedly there's going to be a residue. There's going to be something floats around. There's going to be at least some after effects and, you know, you really don't see it come about. So I think that that's a positive thing. Do you think that there's, um, and I only bring this up because, uh, the, the fact my wife and I follow this kind of, um, pretty in depth in regard to understanding that there's other um, beings out there and that, that they can be, they could be positive, but, but they also can have some that are on the negative side. Do you agree with that? Well, um, there was a transition that Dr. King got from this cosmic beings and they said, well, if you were not friendly, you would not exist. So, I mean, this and within 10 to 15 minutes, it completely take over the planet. So that to me is proof 
I think, of course, there's extraterrestrial beings there are. There are not. Or, of course, of course, you know, the whole millions of worlds of galaxies. Uh, I'm sure there are, there are very evil or extraterrestrial beings, but we are, we're actually protected uh, by the beings or from the highest beings in the solar system, from any outside interference, uh, from, from, uh, or extraterrestrials that, that are later. Uh, but the ones that are, are observing us are actually very, very spiritual, are very friendly. And that's, uh, that's the, uh, feeling I got when I was out in the wilderness and I had this, uh, contact with the UFO that sent one energy to me. I, I got this feeling that the people who control this crap, uh, uh, not only scientific and advanced, but very, very, very caring spiritual beings. And, and they're, they actually have craft around the planet right now. Uh, they have, they, we've been told that they have exact information on every man, woman, child, plant, rock, fish, you know, but they have the vibrational sequence of everybody on this planet. And with their spacecraft, they're able, we, all we have to do is tune in telepathically to them and they will send, beam down our spiritual energy to us or just, just, just mentally requesting me. Uh, that we can, uh, which will enhance our spiritual activity. And that's one of the main reasons of their existence right now is to help mankind raise the, raise the vibrations for the, for the new age and beam down with instrumentation beyond our imagination. And all we have to do is open ourselves up uh, to these um, or energies and send them out to the world. While uh, they do all the work, uh, all we have to do is, is just be channels. Uh, it's, again, it's that simple. Yeah, that's, that's really, um, that's intriguing, actually. I think that I believe in the telepathic communication with them. I, my wife and I have participated in a couple of experiments in regard to that and um, have watched some shows that had got, us, had got us interested in it from that perspective as well. So from, from that, I think that, that uh, that's a profound opportunity to kind of reach out and, and make connection and raise your spirituality. Do you think that, um, these higher beings walk among us? Um, I think I, uh, I believe they, they do. Um, I believe that also, um, based on the information they send us that, that, uh, the, um, the religious teachers of this world were not from this planet, but from the higher dimensions. I'm talking about people like the master Jesus, the Lord, Lord, Lord Krishna, and other masters, perhaps in reality, I'd say, uh, I, I believe they were, they were in planetary deities. Um, it's interesting when the Lord Buddha was found, there was five disc-shaped objects seen above the temple. Really? When he died, when he died, there were five disc-shaped objects above where he died. And people are questioning now the strong Bethlehem. You know, was it really a star that hovered over the state? Yeah, so, I've heard that actually. Yeah. So, you know, um, so they have walked among us and, and look how we treated them. You know, they wealth, they, they, they've given us teachings, you know, these are the true political leaders of this planet. And what the, what the cosmic beings is saying is we're not bringing anything new. It's just follow the teachings of, of, of master Jesus, God, God, and God, they're all insane. They did, they were just given in different. You know, different times and different cultures, 
But the spiritual laws are all the same. You know, what part of love shall not kill don't we understand? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's an interesting perspective when you start uh, studying religions. When I got my master's degree, part of my um, research was done with uh, theology and different religions and different philosophies. Um, you know, everything from Zen to Buddhism, um, Catholic, not uh, Nazarene. I mean, uh, everything. Uh, Baptist, no matter what religion that you're from, obviously they're all. Some of them have different Bibles, different teachings, different books, but theoretically everything across the board has the same principles and foundations to follow. Yeah, and, and you know, um, that's the thing that people are saying. They follow religion, but at the same time they go to war and murder. You know, it's like farms, farms and, 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 then, and then, you know, we have, we have, you know, parts are real, you know, the energy that we send out, hatred and all this uh, greed, jealousy, these are all real energy uh, vibrations that we send out. And again, you know, we need to control our thoughts and transmute that into, into healing, into love. And bombs and, and you know, wars and not solved, have never solved anything. Politics has never solved anything. Uh, again, we just what the cosmic beings are saying is we just need to follow teachings of, of people who have already gone by and, and how they explain the spiritual laws, you know, of what we, what we need to do. And we regress and created our own little laws uh, based on our own ideology and look at chaos is hard. It blows me away the number of individuals and societies and, and life that has been killed in the name of religion, yeah. it, that, that from anywhere, Catholic, Christian, Protestant, Muslim, uh, you, you name it, any religion, 99% of the religions out there have killed in the name of quote unquote religion. Right. You know, the, the Christian wars, the, the Knights Templar, the, oh, it's just, it's amazing. It's kind of, kind of crazy. Magic inquisition. Yeah. And, and these are. You know, I, uh, you know, I believe also there's an invisible war behind the scenes of between the forces of darkness and the forces of light and the forces of darkness, demonic forces who are in lower realms of existence are trying to, uh, 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 trying to hold on to power, trying to create this, uh, this division because, you know, you create division, you create fear and you, and you can control the masses. And so again, the higher beings are giving us the opportunity to break this cycle and rise and, and, and transmute, uh, this mess that we, has been caused by a minority people who who kept power over, over the majority of mankind. And that's also breaking as well. How do, from a spiritual perspective, how do you feel about heaven and hell? Um, you know, Dr. King said that, that there was, um, he could, he's Projected, we projected to a lot of these realms. He said this four realms below us called the lower astral realm on the six levels above us to the high ones. Um, uh, he called the lower astral realms the hells. And, uh, and then of course, level four, five, and six are what would guess would be, uh, considered M. So, uh, when we die, uh, we go to, to the, the realms of our 
our own vibrational sequences created. So by our own karma, our own inaction or overaction, uh, when we die, we go to these realms. Um, and so, you know, and then we stay to these realms to reincarnate back and, and the cycle goes, but it doesn't even matter if you, if you end up in a low rise program, you know, there's always an opportunity to come back. It's not like religion say, once you're in hell, you're going to suffer for eternity. No, um, you know, cosmic masters even send, uh, energies to, to these lower realms. If anybody were, you know, is trying to be a humanitarian and trying to help. So, um, yeah, they do exist. I believe there are demonic forces in these lower realms that are trying to control all, all the masses. Uh, through suffering that they, 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 they feed on the, on the, on the vibrations of suffering and mankind. Um, and then there's higher beings, um, on the higher realms, this future hierarchy of earth, um, that they're trying to stop this. We're, we're, we're actually in very dangerous times right now. We could easily go back to a nuclear holocaust. And so we have to, uh, you know, turn the tide. Uh, for humanity as opposed to against humanity. And again, the same message, you know, send out the spiritual power, send out this healing. Uh, Dr. King in the seventies, they had this highly Barber and at that time he talked about a spiritual energy crisis, you know, a, an energy crisis. And he said that the greatest energy crisis on this planet is the spiritual energy crisis. And if you fix, uh, that it would automatically solve problems between countries and even in the personal matter. So, um, again, it refers back to, uh, back to the, the natural spiritual worlds. What can we do as human beings to bring more people in, uh, into tranquility and peace on the earth? We have to look within, it's just as important to look within as it is to, you know, hosts and go out in the world. Uh, we need to focus on going within, finding, finding our concept of our, our, our higher, or our, our own higher, um, power, which is within us, we're all sparks of our higher power. And, um, I, I think we owe it to the next generation as, 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 as spiritual adults, we need to, I don't want to see my nieces and nephews. Uh, living in a world that's polluted or under the threat of war and all this stuff that's going on. So I think it's our, it's our duty. I think we'd be commanded right now to raise our vibrations, send out this energy. And the good thing is, you know, again, coming back to the law of karma, if we send out healing energy, we get exactly the same thing in energy ball. So it's a double winner. But the more we send out this power, the more energy we get back. So, uh, people just seem to ignore the fact that, you know, if you murder somebody, it's pretty obvious that in, either in this life or the next life, you too will suffer the same consequence. And it's the same as if you heal somebody, you will to a degree raise the whole vibration of mankind in one. And that's a good thing, I think, uh, to take steps in order to accomplish that. Is that kind of your motivation for the book? Pretty much was the main motivation of the book. Um, is again, to give your listeners a, a, you know, a message of hope that, uh, the things that are occurring right now may even get worse. 
Well, um, well, nothing, no, nobody on this planet can stop this new agents coming. Nothing, nothing in the solar system can stop this evolutionary or cycle that's occurring right now, or from Mother Earth. And so it's up to us. But we've been told that if we, that the people who ignore these uh, signs and don't raise their vibrations will eventually, through death, be um, taken to another planet and start the reincarnation cycle there. Um, there's a planet that what to keep talk about called Planet X, which is on the other side of the solar system. Um, scientists know that it's there, based on their calculations. And so, so it's reached that point that if the people who, who, who refuse to raise or refuse to help, uh, will, will have to start the reincarnation cycle on another planet. So, that's really interesting. Do you think, um, from that perspective, it just raises so many more questions. We're going to, you got to come back on the show again, because <laughs> this raises so many questions that can go on to a whole different, um, aspect of learning and education and knowledge and insight. Um, are, are we as a universe in talking about other planets and how some are watching over us? Does that make us all interconnected? Well, uh, wonderful question because yeah, it, we're we're not just the human race. We're we're, we're part of the we we came from the cosmos. We are part of the cosmos. You know, um, cosmic beings have said that you know we're not above you. We're part of you. You know, but we refer to us as as. as you know, as, as, as one family. So the solar system is one family. So anything that happens on earth affects them. And any, anything that we do, uh, anything that they do affects us. So yeah, we're, we're all part of the, of the universe of us. We're not, we're not, we're not separate at all whatsoever. Why do you think that, um, when we do have sightings, of UFOs, unidentified flying objects, or I think they've changed the name of that to phenomena. Um, well, I guess a broader question would be why, why do you feel that they're not making their presence known any more than what they are? Um, I think they will in the time, in the, in the time to come, but it's being prophesized, uh, that, you know, there is going to be a great sire, a great spiritual leader that's going to come. Uh, to Earth in the near future that will lead mankind to this new um, aid. And um, Dr. King received a transmission that this being will be, uh, said that he will stand tall among men with a shining countenance. And he, he said that he will actually cope in the land in a space plane and, uh, and approach the Earth leaders and they will ask his credentials and they will some this is really terrifying, but amazing to, to think about, but they said that this particular, uh, spiritual master or leader that's going to come will have more greater power than the combined military might have all the arms. That's the kind of power that we invent. Of course, he's not going to kill anybody, but he will demonstrate his power, um, you know, in, in, in many ways. And so, you know, he will lead mankind and if, again, those who don't heed his work. Uh, will be removed from the planet. Um, another thing is, you know, in another transmission, um, you know, the cosmic being said, well, you know, you want a sign from us. How about you as a, as a race, give us a sign. 
I mean, if we were to approach you, would you, would you open, would you, you know, open to us with peace and love or, or, or we will, you know, we will atomic weapon on it. So, you know, we also had to change in order to, uh, for them to, to eventually come uh, to us. But at this point, uh, they, just comically, I think they can only, uh, you know, go through messages, sending healing, sending spiritual energy to us. Um, I, I don't think they will land on mass in the next, in the near future, but just observe us more from, from this. How do you think but that, again, I'm sorry. But again, it, uh, I think they're just as close to us as, as anything. All we have to do is just think about that and, and we won't get a message. We will, may not even get a sighting, but we will get spiritual energy sent to us. Yeah, percentage. Um, how does that play into, and this is not a theological discussion and I don't mean trying to prove or disprove anything. How does that, how do you think that plays into the aspect of God and in the Antichrist, for example, because it is, according to that theory, there's going to be an Antichrist that shows up to appear to be the leader of everything to, to I'm the, I'm the big, the big guy and I'm here to take you, you know, into the light, the good way. And really is deceptive. How, how do you think that plays together? Uh, uh, my own personal opinion is I think the Antichrist is already here. Uh, I could agree with that. <laughs> I don't think it's a being as such. I think it could be a, an organization or like magicians behind the scenes uh, that control the masses, that control the uh, financial system, that create these wars. So I think the Antichrist is here, has been here for centuries. Um, and so again, it comes back to, well, it's God on, you know, people, you know, scientists talk about the big bang or the universe is exploding and the yogis talk about, you know, the great outreading of, of God, where it, you know, the absolute or God involved itself into matter and scattered, you know, billions and billions of aspects of, of itself. And now, you know, we have the great inbreathing or, or, or more evolution, evolution. And so we're going back to the source. And so we're all not only on earth for every other planet, galaxy, universe, we're all sparks at that one creative source and we're just going back to it. And so, um, you know, there's, there's millions of ways of going back to this one source. That pretty much explains the whole reason why we're here now at this particular point. That's, that's very interesting, actually intriguing from that perspective. How important is it for us to understand that uh, we as a human being have a choice in this world to save it, whether it be spiritually or environment, uh, environmentally? Well, you know, many some years we were given out free will and, but, you know, what we do up with that free will you know, of course, they talk about some civilizations that destroyed uh, well, Lemuria and Atlantis, so we can even go back to where we came from. Uh, you know, we're not actually from Earth, but from another planet in the solar system that used, that used to be between the poverty between Jupiter and Mars by the name Maldek we destroyed. So, you know, all these we destroyed uh, in atomic, with atomic weapons. And so uh, for the fourth time, again, well, you know, we've reached like, a stage where we, again, we could destroy civilization. And so, um, 
it's a case of now, you know, using our free will in order is to suppress our free will in order to gain freedom and to not, not suppress, but transmute our free will and not do the things that we did created negative karma through aggressors, but use our free will to, to uh, raise ourselves and, and achieve the freedom of the stars that we had or millions of years. So it's reached that point. But so, you know, freedom can only be achieved by the control of free will, not the misuse. Like murder, or no pollution, all these are terrible. Dumb, yeah, it's, it's, I think that individuals, we as human beings, we as a soul, uh, need to look deeper inside ourselves in order to look at the possibilities of what's out there that we can contribute in a positive way, not, not contribute in a negative way from all perspectives, uh, actually. Absolutely. Uh, what inspires you? Uh, like what inspires me is uh, is um, well, um, well, as a sense as a sense of being, like many sense to be from what motivates me is on. You know, I, I'm not happy with the conditions of this world. I'm happy with what I see, and so uh, my and, and that motivates me to to keep sending out the light, to keep sending out the light. To the point where eventually there will be a spiritual unification of this planet. And so, it's, you know, it's, it's the motivating source of, of all sentient beings, uh, of all the great teachers, of all the great leaders that have come before us, uh, that they will never satisfied with the status quo. And if we can be satisfied with the status quo, there's something wrong with us. We, not, not that we have to go into depression and remorse and, and go into a negative state of mind. But know that we have the, the, the greater beings than us that are pushing us, that are helping us, that we don't have to rely on anything terrestrial. Or, you know, that there is a power in the solar system greater than anything on this planet, the spiritual and benign. And uh, it, it inspires me, it motivates me that I, that I, I have the backing from these wonderful ones. That's a good thing to inspire you. I think that, that, that should make you feel, that should make you feel really good from the inside out. I mean, it, it's kind of a, yeah, I like that. I really do. Uh, let's talk about your book just a little bit. Uh, what's the name of it? Called The Struggle for World Sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it primarily, you know, to, to explain, to, 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 you know, those, some experiences I never talked about in my younger days, and I would, uh, I would relate that so that people could relate, especially context roles of people from the late to, uh, I go into, um, my own experiences with my yogi master, and then the teachings, um, of the Ethereum Society, his organization, and, uh, and what, what to expect, uh, in the centuries to come, and, and, and the message of hope for, for mankind and being served very couple days. And this is the cover of the book right here and where we can find it, right? Where can we find it? And more about you, yeah. actually. Yeah, uh, you can find the Struggle for World Sanity on Amazon, uh, or as a Kindle or paperback and audio book, which I'll narrate it. And if you want to learn more about 
or contact me or learn more about me, you can go to my website, www.g.org.com. And I'll have all that stuff in the show notes as well, so it's easy for people to find the, both the book and your website. I've uh, explored both of them, and from what I've read in the book so far, it's an amazing journey through into your life and through insight and uh, gives you kind of an ep- education and an opportunity to open your own eyes and what you can do to contribute back to the world, which is, um, yeah, it's amazing. Um, this is one more thing before you go. So before we leave, is there any wisdom or words of advice that you can share? Um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, just want to let you listeners know that there is hope and, uh, I think we need to, we need to leave a legacy. Everybody, you know, at least leave a legacy when they die. Well, what did I do? And, uh, you know, and I think the greatest legacy that we can leave for the younger generations is that we need something to help the planet, to help the population, to help, to help them all. Uh, and the greatest way that we can do it these days is to send this energy of love uh, on a regular basis out to parts of the world and help, help raise it. That's the greatest thing we do this. And also, it will help us evolve ourselves, but we can also uh, receive high mystical experiences so enlightenment and joy and peace. Nothing wrong with happiness anymore. Nothing wrong with being happy at all. That's, I agree with that. Profound words of wisdom. Thank you for sharing those. Oji, thank you for the last hour. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your journey, your experience, your wisdom, and uh, the opportunity for us all to contribute back in a very positive way. Thank you for joining me on One More Thing Before You Go. Thank you, Michael. I Thank you for joining the conversation on One More Thing Before You Go. Don't forget, we're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and all of your favorite listening platforms. Please support us and subscribe. It's free. Watch for our unique apps that were sponsored by Superpass. They're on iOS and on Google Play Store. They're available now. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. That's beforeyougopodcast.com. Tell your story, share your expertise, contribute to the blog, and subscribe to the newsletter. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And one more thing before you go. Have a nice day, have a nice week, and thanks for listening. One More Thing Before You Go, a unique conversation about life podcast, is a creation of One More Thing Productions, established 2010, all rights reserved.